Hi, welcome back to the channel. I'm Jeff. I'm Rachel. And this is Grandma Tell Me a Scary Story. Hey, you got the name right. I know, for once. <laughs> and I didn't call you George. To be fair, that's because I have the script up, I have the trailer <laughs> script up, so I know what the actual title is. Wonderful. I'll learn it eventually. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, so how was Christmas? Uh, it was okay. It's not bad. Floyd okay. got a bunch of new toys. Yeah, I'm seeing that. So, I mean, you know, keep the dog happy, right? And I Hopefully got a vacuum quieter. cleaner. Hopefully quieter. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see about that. Hey, yeah, I got a new <laughs> vacuum cleaner, so I'm thrilled. Yeah. Well, our Christmas was good, too. Yeah? Did you play with the kids? I did. Um, a lot. Oh, good. Yeah. Did you get them noisy toys, too? No, I didn't. Um, the big gift I got them was Giant Jenga. I love Giant Jenga. That is so much fun. Yeah, I'm like, I was like, you know, they've got enough toys. Let's get them something they can kind of play with as a family. Nice. Because, I mean, they basically play with each other's toys anyway because they're right they're pretty close in age yeah they're all within like five they're like all five of them are within five years of each other right? so that's kind of fun yeah also you know with giant jenga when you're done playing jenga you can smack each other with the jenga pieces well i hope they don't do or like that sword fight. i hope they don't do that what they were doing when i went over there on um i like sword fighting no um i went over there on monday because we did christmas that weekend oh yeah um, yeah so i came over there monday um after we recorded our first episode mm -hmm. they were actually using the jenga to build towers they weren't even, like playing jenga they were just using it to like build okay. stuff which that's fine too it's like giant legos i guess yeah and i was i was like that's kind of what i wanted it for it was a multifunctional toy for them nice nice and i know we're recording this a little ahead of time so if you're listening to this it if you're listening to this at the day that it airs, or afterwards, obviously, it is, um, let's see, we will be in 2020. Oh we will gosh. be, yeah. We're recording this on um, a couple days after Christmas. Yeah, trying to get uh, ahead of the game. Trying to get ahead and give you guys just as much content at the get-go as possible. Um, so today, um, we're going to kind of deviate from our usual thing of recording two subjects, and we're just going to do one. Yep. I'm going to call this a mini-episode. I don't know, I can't promise how long it actually is. It's like one story that it, well, that's what you just said. I don't know. Yeah, but still, yeah, it's it's supposed to just give you guys just a little something extra since a lot of work actually goes into making this stuff. Who knew? Yeah. Anyway. Weird. <laughs> so <laughs> today, today we're gonna be um, covering the disappearance of the Solder Kids. Right. Yeah. So just a brief background of that um, is. Uh, on Christmas Eve in 1945, this is ironically kind of timely, but right. maybe we should have done this one first. Either way, eh. since we recorded on like Christmas Eve almost. Yes, we did. Good point. Yeah. yeah. But a fire broke out in uh, a small town in Fayetteville, West Virginia. Um, and the house, the, it was the Sa George and Jenny Souter, um, who were Italian immigrants. Nice. Uh, first generation. Um, and they're... It was, and there nine of their ten children. Their oldest one was actually stationed in Italy in World War Two. So okay, so when you say first generation, do you mean they were first generation American, or they had, they themselves immigrated here from Italy? They themselves immigrated. Okay, cool. Because like my grandpa was first generation American yeah. from Ireland, yeah. not Italy. Yeah. But yeah, so I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I guess my grandpa would have been. Uh, I guess kind of like second yeah. generation since his parents were the immigration. But anyway, um, so the fire broke out in their house and 
George, Jenny, and four of the nine children that were currently occupying the residence escaped the fire. Okay. How old were their kids? Um, they ranged, um, the youngest one was like two, and the oldest one that was still living in the house was like 14. Okay. So. That's a wide range. Yeah. But I guess if you have that many kids, though. Yeah, if you have that many kids, like, you're gonna have to do a wide range unless you're my sister. <laughs> I'm not gonna comment. Um. <laughs> Fair. Um, so, yeah, basically it was, um, George, Jenny, the two older siblings, and then the two, like, Younger. Okay, so like, right. I guess that makes sense because when if you were in a fire, I mean, I don't have kids, so I can't really. Yeah. Really, I don't know. Like, I'm not been in that situation because like, I don't have kids. But I would assume if you have little little kids who yeah. you know won't be able to figure out how the heck to get out of there, yeah. you're gonna go for them first, and you because you're gonna assume the older kids are gonna be able to get themselves out. Yeah. And I guess it makes sense that the oldest did get themselves out because they're. Yeah. The oldest. Yeah. I know. I would uh, go grab my dog, so. Well, they didn't mention having a dog, so <laughs> I, think, I think they're good there. They weren't fiends. I think fiends. I'd grab Floyd and run. They weren't fiends. <laughs> um, Sorry, I was curious how old they were. Yeah. Um. So, obviously, six, yeah, six of the ten people that were in the house escaped. Right. And the remaining five kids that were in there, um, they Wait. didn't? Your math just is wrong. Well, no, I said initially- you said six of the ten people in the house right, Okay, got so out, I- But yeah. there are five people inside? Right, I meant eleven. Okay. <laughs> just, just Numbers curious. are hard. Are they, no, they're not. <laughs> they are, too. That's two hands worth of people. No, that's actually more than two hands worth of people, unless you have six fingers on one of your hands. They don't know. Maybe I'm the six-handed man from the Princess Bride. You don't know me. Okay, we'll continue. <laughs> Counting's not hard. It is, but whatever. Um, so the five uh, children that didn't escape, their bodies were never recovered. Okay. Um, the official reports that um, the fire burned with such vigor that it just completely incinerated the bones and everything. But we'll get yeah. But house. But what? To, yeah, I mean to burn a human body, you have to have you have to have it one like over two thousand degrees. Yeah. Like you and, have to, okay, which like, no normal house fire. Right, and I know it's really gross, but like when you have your like if you have a loved one like cremated or whatever, there's still like little bone pieces. Yeah, there's still stuff. fragments. And that's in like cremation, like that is. That's professional like, grade. Yeah, so your house fire, I mean, what did you burn it with? Like, well, what what was it burnt <laughs> what with? What did you do? Did you, like, drop an atomic bomb on it? Yeah. So the prevailing kind of conspiracy theory, since this isn't the official report, so it's got to be a conspiracy, Okay. is that those five children were kidnapped prior to the fire. Oh, well, Why? Or well, is that part of your... <laughs> well, thank you for that. Let... part of the theory? Sorry, am I asking too many questions? I mean, you're just getting ahead of it, me. Oh, um, I always do that. Yeah. So basically, George uh, believes that his five children, uh, those five children, along with his house getting burnt down, was done in retaliation for his harsh criticism of Mussolini and the fascist Italian regime, regime that was taking place. 
by the Sicilian Mafia. Okay, dang, bring the Mafia into it. Right? Jeez, they play hardcore. All right, well, they, they settled in a very, you know, since they were up first generation, they settled in with other fellow Italian right, immigrants. Right, I mean, that's how you do things yeah. when you immigrate, apparently. So, but a traveling salesman, who was probably also Italian, given that he went to an Italian community, okay. um, after hearing the criticisms that the family patriarch was making about uh, Mussolini, explicitly stated that his house would go up in smoke and that his children would be destroyed. Okay, so that sounds like a threat. Very much so. I think that is, I believe that would actually qualify as a threat. Yeah. Um, so I assume like they told the cops that after their house burned down? I mean, they did, but what's the likelihood that they really took that seriously? Their house burned down? I mean, plus, <laughs> I mean, plus, I mean, you gotta think of the culture. Like, I'm not very fluent with Italian culture, so if I'm incorrect in this assumption, but... I'm not Italian at all. I have no idea. Continue. But my my thinking is, is that that's probably how they speak with very um, inflammatory language. You know, we think today's political rhetoric is bad. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, yeah, let's bring politics into it. But that's probably true. I think... What year did this happen? 1945. Okay, yeah. So, like, from what I know, like, from what my grandma's told me, um, especially, like, with immigrant families and stuff, especially first generation, like, not even first generation, like, you immigrated here, so you're an immigrant. <clears throat> like, you're not going to be believed by the cops all the time. Right. Um, which, I mean, honestly, I don't think that's changed. Yeah. Not to be political either, but... I mean, no, I don't think it is I either. I think uh, that's probably not changed very much. Yeah. So, so I guess I can see why that could be an issue. Or I guess they could have said, oh, well, you're making it up. Right. Or just, you know, that's just you Italians being you Italians. Right. I guess that makes sense. Um, that's crazy, though. They're like. Well, another um, visitor to the house made another similar reference because he went around the back and looked at the fuse boxes and told Mr. Souter, you know, these are going to start a fire one day. Which was weird because according to the research I did, he actually had like a impartial building inspector come out and look at it and like look at the electrical wiring and they were like, no, it's sound. You, it's good. You're not going to have any real issues or you shouldn't unless something real Someone wonky like happened. tampered with it? Yeah, some, somebody tampers with so it. So like the guy that said that, was he, I mean, was he an electrician? Like, does he know what he's talking about or is he just... Make a threat again. I, I think know. it was just another threat. Okay, so it was like a veiled threat. Yeah. It was not an electrician. Yeah, I don't think so. It didn't specify or that. Why was he looking at the electrical box? That's well, such I a think, weird thing to do. Well, I think what he did is he like came to the house, like meet with them, and then... He didn't like them. Well, he might not have liked what was being said. Okay, so they were like... he this That guy and a salesman were probably pro Mussolini. They were the pro Mussolini or the Italian, or they were in with the Italian mafia, which might have gotcha. been okay, I see. pro Mussolini. I'm not yes, sure yeah, without. I'm not that good with history, so. I mean, without looking into the Italian mafia in a little more depth, which I think would get me on some lists. It might. I mean, kind of fun though. I don't know. I'm pretty I sure. I love Italian food, so I mean. <laughs> I mean, I do too, but I'm pretty sure the FBI guy monitoring my computer. It's looking at me and all this weird stuff I'm Googling all of a sudden. It's like, dude, what the hell? I don't know. Why is the FBI already monitoring your computer? The FBI monitors everybody. Mm, they do, but they don't pay attention to you. That's 
Yeah. Not necessarily until certain. Unless you're on a list. Like, I mean. Well, no, but I'm you just. Can do, you can search certain things to put yourself on a list real fast. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm sure, like, they've got a set of keywords and. Oh, of course. I'm, I'm, I guess it might be Italian mafia might be one of those things where they're like, wait a minute. No, I'm just looking at the Godfather. It's fine. That was Italian, right? I guess, I've maybe. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Wow. Okay. I'm not, I'm not super literate in my Italian mafia movies, apparently. Admittedly, the first two, great. The third one, eh. I think those movies are older than me. They are. Okay, well, there you go. I mean, uh, that's means nothing a lot of movies that we like are older than us like star wars wait do you like star wars of course we can still be friends you don't like blink 182 so yeah just in case anybody was wondering yeah i don't i also don't like the beatles oh i don't either that's fine um <laughs> oh should we have said that we might have just lost our one listener yeah. um yeah <laughs> bye dad um yeah so, <laughs> so yeah. Sorry. Further, further, kind of confirming this theory that uh, um, the children were kidnapped. Some of the kids, like some of the older kids, like in the days leading up to the fire, yeah, they noticed a strange car with kind of like a revolving door of people that would just watch them. Oh, that's weird. Like not in like the you know how like if you like if you feel somebody looking at you, you turn to see who that is, right? Kind of thing. It was like they probably uh, they probably had like binoculars and writing things down, like movements and everything. Like oh, how weird! Like figuring out your schedule. Yeah. Ew, yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, I mean, Ugh. you got a that's case. Like... You got a case of joint before you commit a crime. Come on, well, this I is know. crime one hundred and one. Well, duh, it's like stalking one hundred and one. You got to figure out what your yeah you victim gotta, does. Yeah, you got to figure out what your prey does. Right, hunting love yeah. i don't know yeah i mean isn't that how everybody starts a relationship yeah sort of i guess i'm not very good at those so i don't know <laughs> you don't stalk people before you ask them out no i don't either but i mean that partially because you don't i don't ask people out but that's relevant that is so relevant but not right now <laughs> um so interestingly after the fire the house was actually never rebuilt Instead, the family turned it into, like, a memorial garden. That's not nice. But, like, okay, so you turn into a garden. So I assume you're, like, digging and stuff. Obviously, I've, I've Oh, yeah, but they, um... You have to have been digging and, like, using some kind of, well, okay, maybe not the kind of equipment I'm thinking of. It's a little... I mean, you wouldn't be using, but... like, an excavator or anything like that, but you'd be, you'd definitely be digging, but I don't know how deep you'd be digging just to pot some plants. Right, but, I mean, but, okay, because I was thinking... You know, if your house burned down, so it's all going to be right there on ground level, right? Because you didn't dig graves to bury bodies because you said there was nothing there. Right. So, like, all the ashes and stuff from your house, I mean, if you're then there digging just to plant plants, you should have found something. If something was buried there. No, I don't even mean buried there. I mean, I mean like, the family did find... I assume you went to, like... Well, they did, I think, when they were digging or sometime later, they were digging in the in the area and they found... Some bones. Yeah. Which they had sent over to, um, like, this this um, institute that, you know, was able to analyze it right. and figure out if it was human, the approximate age of the person with the bone. Right, right. And that turned up that it was possibly a human bone, but based on the damage of it, like, they concluded that it wasn't one of their missing kids because there wasn't, like, any fire damage to it. Like, it had been there before. Okay, so it was just... It was just a random person's bone. 
Do random people's bones just end up places? I mean, if you think about it, I'm sure at one time, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. well, if you think about it, people who lived before here, you know, they might have died, people might have died, and, you know, and this was just wilderness, and they just got buried here. I guess. That just seems weird. Yeah. Well, I just find it very strange that on the site where you believe five people were burned to death, you would find a completely unrelated human bone. I mean, it is weird. It is. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I understand that it's possible. It just seems very strange to me. Yeah. Are you sure if someone didn't, like, throw it in there to be like, I mean, that's po- proof. I mean, that's possible, but I don't know why you would do that if in the official report you're saying that the bodies were completely incinerated and then later you go back and go, oh, let's throw this in there. Well, just, I mean, because, you know, just to be like, oh, well, maybe like a piece didn't get incinerated. I don't know. Just to try and collaborate your they burned story. Okay, corroborate. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> um, do you know what I meant? I do, but I gotta be corrective. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I think if I'm getting this timeline right, in the 1950s is really when the family started really going hard on this whole theory that, no, our Kids didn't burn alive in the fire and just can be completely disintegrated by it. They're still out there. Yeah. Because they used the funds, I think they used the funds of that memorial garden to establish a campaign, which included a big old billboard right in front of the garden. Cool. Um, advertising the missing kids as well as a reward. Oh. Which stayed up until... The mom, Jenny, died in 1989. Oh, wow. That's a long time. Yeah, it's still sort of an active investigation. The youngest child, um, oh gosh. The, the one that was two. The one that was two, she actually still keeps the investigation, keeps the story circulating because she doesn't want her brothers and sisters to be forgotten because she promised her mom right. that she wouldn't But I mean, let even it. if they hadn't died in the fire... I mean, today, they would be, what, in their... Well, the youngest child's actually the only one that's still... Right. Alive. alive. I mean, of so the I don't known think survivors. Of those children that... They probably wouldn't be alive today anyway. Yeah. But, I mean, it would be nice to know what happened to them, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. That is weird. Yeah, so basically, um... um I'm just going to do a brief little timeline... Yeah, yeah, yeah ...of the sorry. fire of, of that night. Yeah. So... You know, it was just a normal, normal day for the most part. And then about 10 o'clock at night, um, Jenny, George, and their oldest kids all went to went to bed while the younger kids were allowed to stay up a little later because it was Christmas Eve. All right, so we're probably waiting on Santa and yeah, all that stuff yeah. to do as a kid. Yeah, so, you know, Mom basically said, all right, you know, you guys can stay up a little later just when you go to bed. Close up the house, you know, make sure everything's good to go. Right. In the 40s, people lock their doors. Um, I, they were out in the country, right? They were. I would have to assume so, just because of the the vitriol. Oh, because of the whole because of because of how his well because of the, how his dad thing. was attacked. Yeah, got it. Yeah, so I know. Like some of my family that live, uh, or maybe they do now. I don't know. I just remember like that wasn't always like a thing. My grandma like, never locked her doors. Yeah, it wasn't a thing back then. Yeah, but I think. Holy shit! I think she only just started like locking her doors. <laughs> 
But yeah. It's never lie during the day. <laughs> Not that that's important. You don't know where my girl lives, so. Yeah, but yeah. So I, I would have to assume that it might not have been common practice in that community because, you know, they're all first generation, you right. know, so that sense of community is still there. But I would have to think because he, dad had such an unpopular opinion. Right, right. Of a leader that they all revered. Yeah. Which is interesting, actually, because um, I know somebody whose grandparents came over here, mm-hmm. love Mussolini. Really? They Yeah. Her grandpa loves him still to this day. Weird. So I feel like that's not, well, I guess maybe outside of Italy, that's not a common. Yeah, I don't think it is either. I mean, maybe not even present day Italy. It's a very common feeling, but. But at the time it was yeah. in Italy. Yeah. Just not outside of Italy. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. I didn't know that. You know, I don't really know that many people from Italy. Yeah, I don't really either. That have immigrated from Italy anymore. Yeah. Or their families. I know... I know people of Italian heritage, but I don't know, like... Not, like, recent... Yeah. Descendants, though, actually, at all. Yeah. Need to make some Italian friends. <laughs> also, any Italian people that want to be my friend and teach me how to cook Italian food, I'm free. <laughs> I love Italian food. So, um, at 1230, Jenny woke up because the phone was ringing, mm-hmm. and she spoke to a woman who... um. You know, it was you know that she was pretty sure was a wrong number, and according to Jenny, the woman had a very weird laugh. I mean, like, you you're look like it was just an unusual sounding laugh. Honestly, okay. I mean, it was late. It was later confirmed because they tracked this woman down afterwards. She really did just call the wrong number, but she called from a holiday party, so she was drunk okay so it wasn't like creepy it like, wasn't like a creepy laugh. no it, it was, was just, just like you're well okay if you're drunk then you might sound a little funny anyway right but it was one of those things where it's like the woman was positive she was calling the right number because she was oh yeah right right okay. but then later when she sobered up and she kind of was like oh no crap that really was the wrong number yes i got a phone call from inside my own house the other night because my sister was a little inebriated and she couldn't find her glasses see there we go she sounded pretty funny too <laughs> so at about one o'clock, Jenny, who's clearly a light sleeper, clearly she's woken up twice now. Right. She woke up and she heard something just clank on the roof. And then about 30 minutes later, she woke up again because she smelled smoke. So she went downstairs to investigate and she discovered that around the telephone line, the fuse box in her husband's office, there was a fire. Okay. So the parents, along with daughters Marion and Sylvia and sons John and George Jr., escaped, and they were frantically trying to reach their younger siblings who slept in the attic. Oh. Um, but they didn't get any reply, which is weird because you'd think, I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but I would think my brother was yelling for me at the top of his lungs. I would reply if I could hear him. So it's kind of like adding more fuel to the fire for, wow, that was a bad, bad turn of phrase for what we're talking about. Just a little bit, yeah. Yeah, Um, Yeah, I mean, I feel like, yeah, if your siblings are, like, your siblings and your parents are, like, screaming and yelling for you, you're going to hear them. Yeah. You're going to respond. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, these are little kids on Christmas Eve. There's no way they're sleeping. Like, heavily. Yeah. Yeah, they're... I mean, I remember when I was a kid on Christmas Eve, I'd probably wake up every two hours. Yeah, and you kind of, like, go and... You might not go down. Like, you might go not go check, make sure your toys are there yet. But you oh. definitely wake up, like... Oh, no, my house, we had, a, we had a rule... Like, you weren't, like, I wouldn't be allowed to go downstairs until my mom and dad were up because they didn't trust me to not. We didn't have that rule. But I also wasn't allowed to wake them up until 7 o'clock. So I'd start waking up at, like, 3, like, ah, turn over, go back to bed, wake up at 4. No, that was not a rule in my house that I can remember. It was whoever gets up first, you kind of do what you want to do, and we'd probably go wake up everybody else. Well, I mean... I think it, it they definitely lacks it when I got older and they kind of realized, oh, okay, he's he's probably fine. You know, so even though I still slept really light, you know, when I was like eight or nine, they were like, you can go downstairs and watch TV, but... Because I always had to wait till my younger siblings were awake before we could open toys. Or oh, yeah, we had to wait till everybody was up. Yeah, so, and I wasn't, like, if it was too early, I wasn't allowed to go wake them up, but I was always the first one up. yeah. So I had to sit there and watch and, like, stare. I, I would, like, sit there and look at all the presents and guess what they were. No, seven. Seven was our magic hour until we got into our teens. And then I got pushed to, like, eight. And then nine, because my, my sister was the late sleeper in our family. Yeah, so my sister, who is in her 20s now. Is, all, is a notorious She got sleeper. up at 11 on Christmas Day, and that's because my mom made her get up. Because they were staying at my grandma's house, and yeah. they were coming to my house to open presents. Yeah, she didn't get up till 11 on Christmas Day, and she's, you know, an adult. So, yeah. um, still waiting on her. So, some interesting things were actually happening, like, in their attempts, to, like, after a calling wasn't working. Um, All right. So, the first thing was that George went to go find his ladder to climb up there, you know, and figure out what's going on, why aren't they responding? But he couldn't find his ladder, which has always put like next to the house at night when they're done using it. So what, what did they use it for? Well, he worked on a farm. Right. Okay. So he, you know, so he used to do farm chores. With them. Farm chores, you know, make regular maintenance of the house, make sure everything was okay. up. Yeah, I clearly do not work on a farm. <laughs> I yeah no. And um, I'm not a farmer. He then tried to pull up one of his trucks. Okay. But they wouldn't start. Despite the fact they'd work perfectly. So this is like a series of unfortunate events. Right. The ladder's gone. Your truck won't start. Your phone is... And, the, and their water barrel, which I'm not sure. I don't know if they that was... I don't know what the purpose of that was. I don't work on a farm either. But because it's December, that water barrel was frozen right. solid. Well, also, you're in the 40s, so... Um, right, right. No, yeah, yeah. Probably, Water's, you know, you're watering things and yeah. animals. I guess they have animals. They're on a farm. Yeah, they, I think they had some cows and some pigs. Um but and so fire you probably have a lot i think in most barns like you either um in case of fire i assume they had a barn right because yeah yeah so like i know because i rode horses and stuff growing up and you have some way to have a fire pretty easily because hay is very flammable yeah so yeah barn fires are common and you typically want to keep something around so that you can easily douse the fire yeah so that's probably part of that i would assume i mean my farm knowledge is Limited. Yeah. Yeah, limited is one word for (laughs) it. Limited is the nice way of saying it. You were being nice about it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, And unfortunately, because the fire department was really depleted because of the war, 
Right. Oh, yeah, um, they didn't have the manpower to actually respond to it till several hours later. Like how many hours are we talking though? Like the morning, like if this thing started at like two, like one thirty, one o'clock, like they didn't respond till like they didn't give an exact time, but I would have to say, you know, it just said many until many hours later, so it's probably like seven, eight o'clock. Wow. So probably like. Five, so the six, house was like pretty much burnt down. Like the house was pretty much burnt down. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Um, and once again, it is officially reported that the fire was, it, it raged with such heat and intensity that the children's bodies up in the attic were just completely and utterly incinerated. And they never heard the kids calling or anything? They never heard anything out of the attic. But the fire didn't start in the attic. No, it started, it started on the first floor? It started on the ground floor, yeah. So... And I know smoke and anything. Like, it rises. It rises. But would it rise that fast that they wouldn't even wake up? No, I don't think it would rise that f- or fill the room up that quickly that they wouldn't even like wake up, realize they're controlled breathing, and get out. I think. Right. So I know that does happen to people, and they do die in their sleep from house fires. Right. And that is part of the, it's not they don't burn to death though. They right. They suffocate. And then the house. But there's still a body. Yeah. Once again, the official report, probably because it was by a guy who doesn't really know what temperature fires are, fires are or what, what <laughs> temperature you need to, or temperature that you need to, like, completely disintegrate a body. Yeah. That's weird. But it was also stated that he had said that because he wanted, he didn't want them worrying about where the kids were. He was trying to say, look, you know, as terrible as it is, because, I, I mean, I'm not a parent. But I would think having the closure, even though it would suck that my kid was dead, I think that's a more palatable experience than we don't know where your kid is. Okay. We don't know who took them. We don't know if you'll ever see them. We don't know if they're safe. Yeah, but okay. But so you should be investigating the fact that, what, five children just disappeared? Right. You should. House? You should. Interestingly enough, um, George wrote. To J. Edgar Hoover, who was head of the FBI at the time, to try and get them to help investigate it because state efforts were. Yeah. But he didn't think it rose to that level. Like he said, he basically said, "This sounds like it's a state issue. We're not going to look into it." But kidnapping is a federal. Right. Well. Or I don't know if it was then though. No, I think it was because like uh, a couple years after that, then the FBI, like once the state finally was like, oh, nope, we're washing our hands yeah, of it. Really Basically, once the state admitted they couldn't do it and like they couldn't. So they admitted that there was something else going on? Well, I think they investigated it. The or families. They well, they, they, well, I think they, they investigated it like they at the family's behest. Okay. Um, and then after a little while, they said, nope, we're done. We've done everything we can do. And the FBI then got involved, and then they closed it like two years later. So I don't think the investigations were very, not very thorough. They weren't very thorough, and I think by the time that they got involved, like they stopped, they started questioning the official report of things. Okay. It was one of those things, you know, it's like if you don't find them within the first couple of days, yeah, you have basically a zero percent chance. Yeah. Unfortunately, that has not changed. Yeah, unfortunately. That's kind of a, that's sad, but um. So, but I think one of the reasons that we really wanted to talk about this was that um, if the fire was an electrical fire, like the official report says, 
Yeah. It was weird because the family noticed that their Christmas lights were still on. And if an electrical fire would have caused a surge in power beforehand, which would have... They wouldn't have had lights. or they, Their electric would have been out, right? Right, right. Um, well, that makes no sense. Well, and the ladder, that missing ladder, was found in an embankment 75 feet away from its usual spot. That's a little weird. Yeah. Um, a phone repairman came out um, to check the line and found that the line was cut. Oh. Because... The family couldn't use their phones to call right. the fire department. They had to go to a neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. Um, so someone cut the phone line. Someone cut the phone lines, and it's not like... And move the ladder. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's a phone line that's, you know, easy to reach. It was right. 14 feet off the ground. So they used the ladder they to cut clearly the would have, Yeah, and then... Did they mess with the trucks, too? Well... Or was that not evident? It wasn't evident, Um like, they couldn't find any evidence that somebody, like, cut the battery or anything like that. Right, um, the they kind of just figured that and their anxiety and haste to get them up there to the attic or get them up to the house where they could be used, they just they flooded the engine. Oh, yeah, I guess that's a possibility, too. Um, no, one might have messed with it. Yeah. Um, another interesting thing is that um, even though the official report claims that the bodies were completely consumed, the family, upon investigating the wreckage clearly identify oh hey there's our toaster there's our bread bin there's our bread bin like isn't a wooden bread bin or like a metal bread bin? i would assume metal because i feel like it was wooden oh, sorry, i should have been just okay yeah stupid question yeah but like still like the, yeah the, the family could easily find like their appliances that while i'm definitely sure were tarnished and maybe a little warped from right were still so easily identifiable destroy everything but it, yet somehow destroy Five human bodies so much that you so, can't yeah. even find a bone chip. Right. right. That doesn't make any sense at all. I say they're crazy. And also, um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> You're um, crazy. But the interesting thing also is that um, so witnesses claim they saw the children in a car driving away from the house as it was on fire. Um, they discovered what appeared to be the remains or like, you know, like the remains of um, like a hand grenade or some sort of fire starter incendiary device oh you know kind of not not like a molotov cocktail but something similar right, to that right because i mean someone's got it because yeah yeah someone's got to get your house going like a passing bus driver claimed to have seen balls of fire being oh. thrown at the house How do you do that? like a like i would think that would be more like like a molotov cocktail kind of thing because yeah not uh, a yeah um so yeah, one person claims to have seen the kids in a car driving away from the burning house, and another person claimed to have served them breakfast um, at a diner and then piled into a car with four license plates. And she tried to talk to the kids, and the man that they were with just like basically shooed her away mm. and wouldn't let the kids talk to anybody. Um, That's so weird. And then obviously the lack of remains, you know, once again, as we've discussed, it, it takes a lot to burn a body that completely. Yeah. Just and further lends like no, credence to that whole... Not even any, like, fabric or anything. Yeah. I mean, it, I know that seems silly, but sometimes, like, that's the kind of... Because it doesn't necessarily disintegrate. It'll, like, melt almost. Yeah. And, like, leave some kind of weird yeah. residue behind. Yeah, but... Uh, well, I don't know about... How well, I don't know I don't, what their clothes were made of. But. I was going to say, back then, I don't think they had as much... Like chemical or synthetic, right? But there could have been like buttons or something. I mean, there could have those would melt and warp. They, yeah. yeah, they wouldn't be completely disintegrated. Metal buttons or something. 
Yeah. Either way. But I would I would think no. at the time the fabric would have just probably. But still. anyway, yeah, the lack of nothing. The lack of evidence of anything is just further. Well, and how would your would your toaster and stuff are still right. there? That makes no sense. Right. It's it's crazy. I didn't know that. I've heard about the story before, but I did not know about like a toaster still being like Yeah. Like I don't know if it was a toaster, but like they set appliances, right, and I'm just throwing out common. Right. Okay. But yeah. But you know what I mean. Like, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't. I've never heard about that before. Yeah. And um. Yeah. As mentioned earlier, both the state police force and the FBI closed their cases without turning up anything definite. Um. George actually spent the rest of his life, unsurprisingly, um, just frantically, anytime a potential lead would compass to where they were, whether it was like in Texas or New York or Seattle or he would drive there to investigate it. Wow. That's I mean, I guess I mean, I'm not surprised you do to find your kids. Right. I'm not you surprised know, your at kids that, in but, this case. I mean five of your children missing. Like, yeah, like there's no way I wouldn't like drive anywhere to find them. Yeah, just for the chance. Yeah, but that's so sad. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, that's the solder fam, the disappearance of the solder family in a nutshell. Okay, so I have a question for you because I have heard about this before. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not actually researched or anything, but so I heard one story about I think it was the police chief. Like there was a theory or someone theorized that he was somehow either he was trying to cover it up, just his own incompetence. Or not that he necessarily had anything to do with it. It was just after the fact. But that he said he, or I can't remember. I don't remember the details. Like I said, I just kind of heard it one time. That like he found a heart or something. Yes. Or some organ. Yes. I and mean, it wasn't a, whatever he claimed. No, but yeah, he, um, he supposedly found a heart. Right. In a, in like a box. Um, which I think he then later changed it to be a liver. Okay. And he claims to have done that just as a way to kind of say, like, give the family that closure that, you know, like, oh, but here's, like, everything else burnt away, but this little fleshy organ lived. That doesn't even make sense, though. Because, not, I mean. Well, I mean. Well, how would that survive, but the bones wouldn't? I mean, I think what it was in part, is that he was probably, like, he was probably an actual, actual, put that in air quotes, because I don't know of a better way to say it. He was a second or third generation American, so he, this is where he grew up, and he was just thinking, oh, this first generation family, they're probably not as smart as me. Okay. I mean, that's the, that's the cynical dark side of, he's, right. I think he's like, so, like I'm, do I'm you to... think he was just trying to cover his own ass, or like, he I think was trying to... Because I feel like you're kind of like, oh, no, he was trying to give them closure. And I'm over here like, I think he was incompetent and he was trying to cover for himself. I think it's a combination of the two things. I think he, I think he was incompetent. I don't think he, you know, looked at it as seriously or as logically as two um, 20 or 20-somethings are. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm just, five kids disappeared and you're saying that they're, they're just... There's nothing left. There's nothing left. That's just that doesn't make any sense. Right, right. No, I, I think part of yeah, he was trying to cover up his own incompetence, but I think at first that's what it might have been, but probably after multiple interactions with the family, I think him finding that mysteriously later 
rather than being a rather right. than just being a pure double down of his like, oh no, I'm not incompetency. It was also, look, you guys are in a lot of pain over this. Let me try to give you some sense of closure so you guys can move on from it. Because yeah, the, I don't know. I because the site I, I can't judge the guy. I don't know him. Never met him. Well, the site was still kind of, quote an active investigation. I think maybe he was going to close the case. I think that's possible too, but I like the the house fire before they made the garden was still an active investigation. The family just couldn't look at it anymore. Like they couldn't leave it alone. Yeah. So they just bulldozed the whole thing and made this garden because they're just they were just so tired of looking at this disgusting site. I don't... Yeah, I don't know. It just to me, maybe I'm cynical more so than you. Apparently, which I don't... is impressive. I know. My hidden dark side. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was honestly just trying to get the case closed because I don't think he cared. I mean, that's possible. I mean, I, I think if he cared, he would have actually investigated more. Yeah, I mean, from the start. You know, without knowing what he was doing at the start, and you know what common police practices now versus what it was back then, because I mean, modern day fire investigation specialists are more modern day have looked at the efforts that were done, like, in the official report, and even they were like, this was grossly lacking, like, by today's standards, but back then, you know, back then, I think they had this strong, they had the strong theory that... They died the fire. Well, I was more like, if it moves like a duck, looks like a duck, sounds like a duck, it's a duck. Whereas today, even with all those there, we're still, we're the society where it's like... Probably a rabbit. Well, that's, that's the... That's the argument that's made. So well, it's like, well, okay, well, now let's bring in an expert to say, no, that's definitely a duck. Here's the genus, mm-hmm. all of that. Right. It's... Okay. I got it. I just, I don't know. That, I guess, too, also, like, I mean, this is the 40, late 40s. You're in the country side more so. Not to, you know, but I mean, your, you know, your police force probably just isn't as. It's not as well fund. It's not as educated or as well funded as like a city police force. Right. They probably don't have as much crime either. I would assume. Right. I mean, if I mean, I imagine it's probably like the bulk of what their day is is just, you know, probably like what they used to, and you know, like it's probably kind of like similar to what Loving was like in the fifties. You know, where, you know, if you're drunk walking home, a cop is more likely to pull you over, give you a lift home, than they are to put you in jail and let you right sober up there yeah no you're probably right um i mean as you stated this is a time when people didn't lock their doors at night yeah i know that's why i was thinking i'm like that's so crazy because you know like i double check my doors like during the day that locked <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna leave my doors unlocked if i'm home my doors are locked if i'm not home my doors are locked so don't try and break in um yeah PSA. i mean just don't in break general. into my house um don't in general, break into don't anybody's try. house i'm yeah. not promoting crime don't yeah. do that um Come on now, Rachel. <laughs> Not promoting that you should go break into anyone's house. I'm just saying, don't break into mine. Yeah. If you're already, you know, inclined to break into someone's house, choose somebody else. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's really what it boils down to. It. So I guess they were never found, obviously. Like, they, it was just... Yeah. They, so is the case technically still open, then? Uh, officially, no. Um, oh. My understanding is the only sense that it's open is that the family still is actively pursuing leads because until they can find a new credible lead right 
nobody's going to officially reopen a case that's been closed, especially for that long. Right. That makes sense. I mean, because you can't just, unfortunately, there's not an infinite amount of resources for detectives to go and track down every single cold case. Right. Which I, it makes sense. That's just. It's unfortunate, but yeah, it makes sense. If people stop committing crimes, that way new cases wouldn't be open. Maybe we could. Come on, people. Stop doing crimes. Simple. All your fault. I think Don't we just. people's houses. I think we just stopped the crime rate. Yeah. Yes. We need to solve problems. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Now, on to world hunger. Yeah. Eat less, everybody. Yeah. Everybody eat less. Share your food with your neighbors. Yeah. Bam. Done. Man. Tackling all the problems today. Yes. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's two out of the big world problems. I think I think we could take a break. Alrighty then. Good. So hungry. <laughs> well, that's good because that's everything I've got um, on this subject. All right. I would definitely say if this is something that's interesting to you and you want to look into it more depth, you know, go out and do your own research on it. Um, what I did was very not cursory, but it definitely wasn't like I spent days or weeks on this. I just. Right. Spend some time on it. And, and also, if you are interested in this case, you we can um, discuss it with you on our Facebook group. Oh, yeah. You we know? have a Facebook group. Yeah, we do. And we'll discuss, let's get that discussion going. Um, Sorry, I haven't been invited to it yet. I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> you will be invited to it by the time this uh, episode goes live. So Jeff should hopefully have his sources that he used. We could probably put those in the show notes at least um, or something. I mean, but it's pretty easy to find the case. I'm pretty sure you can just Google it. That's what I did. Exactly. And so, yeah, if you guys want to discuss that case or either of the things we talked about um, in our last episode, Loveland Frogman. And Loveland Castle. Loveland Castle. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, because you're a rebel and you're like listening out of order, Oof. go check those out. Um, but yeah, we can discuss anything and everything and everything on Facebook page. So yeah. Yep. Anything uh, else for this episode? Nope. I think that's it. Until next time, I'm Jeff. I'm Rachel. Oh, and look us up on social media, Grandma the Podcast. Oh right. Sorry, I forgot about that one. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and you can email us at grandmothepodcast at gmail.com. And that should be everything. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Night. Bye.